For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Smith, Tory Smith said the other week that everybody everybody in the league is hurt. There's a difference between hurt and injured. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is that you're good enough to play. You're not injured, but right. you're sore and hurt. Absolutely. I don't think after week two or three, there's no person that's played the percentage snaps of plays upwards of 90% of the time that can say that they're 100% from week two to three. Everybody else from soreness or fatigue or whatever, at some particular point, hits a wall or whatever where they have to, you know, get a lot of treatment on certain things. That's the best way to put it for the Carolina Panthers. Injured and hit a wall. From C3 Carolina Cat Chronicles, this is Joshua Shadow Cat Outland here to bring you your Week 14 Carolina Panthers versus Cleveland Browns preview. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. So what he said is best describes it. They, the Carolina Panthers pretty much have hit a wall. Injuries, inconsistency, lacking, slacking on defense, horrible defensive coordinator, whatever you want to call it, whatever the reasoning is. It's now had the Carolina Panthers going from a six and two record in week nine all the way down to a 6-6, six six, 500 even record leading into week 14. Before we get on this Carolina Panthers-Cleveland Browns matchup coming up, I do want to go over the results from the week before. Panthers at Buccaneers. I said before this that this was a must-win game. And pretty much every game going forward for at least the next four games is considered must win. I'm of the belief that even with the surprising weakness of the NFC conference, there are several teams that are in the thick old card run that are just like the Panthers, six and six, five and seven, seven and four, seven and five that are still right in the thick of a wild card. And one or two losses could be the difference for any of these teams. Looking forward, if the Carolina Panthers can win, all they have to do is win, handle their own affairs, and they have a chance to control their own destiny. As bad as it's been, the four-game losing streak, 
All of that can be forgotten if Ron Rivera taking over a defensive coordinator truly fixes that Panthers defense and secondary like it appeared to do last week against Tampa Bay in the second half. You definitely could tell the difference in defensive coordinator styles between Ron Rivera and Eric Washington. Reports started flooding. I was sure, I was sure just watching it how they went from giving up almost 300 yards of offense and 17 points in the first half to, to only one touchdown that was basically set up by a 52 yard pass interference penalty that quite frankly should never have been called that Dante Jackson didn't interfere with the ball carrier he looked back for the ball he made great defense during a great pass toward the end zone that was perfect defense and because they were in Tampa Bay it got penalized in Carolina I don't think that that was that that would have been called as pass interference and that would have been Panthers ball off of a punt as it was, those ended up being the go-ahead points. And the Carolina Panthers, in spite of all their chances, with Cam Newton having a horrible game, his worst of this entire season, now leading in the reports that his shoulder is much worse than anticipated, much worse than has been said. And a lot of Panthers fans are of the opinion that Cam Newton should sit and old Taylor Henneke should should play in his place. Going over the results from the Panthers-Buccaneers game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored 24 points. Panthers scored 17 first downs. Carolina had more first downs, 27 to Tampa Bay's 18 rushing yards on the day. Carolina dominated on the ground, 19 carries for 168 yards, no touchdowns. Tampa Bay, on the other hand, 25 rushes for 95 yards and one touchdown. That one, of course, being set up by that 52-yard pass interference penalty against Dante Action Jackson. Cam Newton, he went 28 of 42 on the pass completion percentage of the day for 300 yards. Unfortunately, he added on four interceptions, two of them being tip drill picks, and three of those interceptions being to the same man. That player being Andrew Adams of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had three interceptions along with three pass deflections on Cam Newton on the day. Taylor Henneke was put in at the very end of the game with the Panthers needing a, a last gasp for Hail Mary prayer to be answered. They needed about a 65-yard pass. They inserted Taylor Henneke in place of Cam Newton for that final pass, and he did go incomplete 0 of 1, but that ball was right in the vicinity of DJ Moore, who was just crowded by three Tampa Bay Buccaneers defenders and had no chance at all to bring it in for a score that could send them to overtime. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, they all continued their great seasons or their great breakout seasons for the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey particularly. 10 rushes for 106 yards with a long of 53. Receiving wise, he had 9 catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. Of course, that touchdown being a wheel route. DJ Moore continued his phenomenal season, rookie season for the Panthers. Two rushes for 21 yards and 8 targets, 4 catches for 44 yards. Curtis Samuel exploded six catches for 88 yards. 
Ian Thomas playing in place of Greg Olson, who now has a broken foot and is on injured reserve. That same foot that's been bugging him this past year, it struck its ugly head again in the midst of this loss. He had five targets, five catches for 46 yards. That bodes well for the Panthers going forward. For Jameis Winston, he had 20 attempts. 20 completions out of 30 attempts for 249 yards and two touchdowns. He was also sacked four times on the day. He also had five carries for 48 yards with a long of 18. That one coming on a third down. It was one of the ones that broke the Panthers back. Peyton Barber, he had 16 rushes for 45 yards and one touchdown. Again, that one being set up by the 52-yard pass interference penalty in the middle of the second half for receiving for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Adam Humphreys, excuse me. Yeah, Adam Humphreys blew up the first time they played. This one, he was somewhat held in check. Seven catches on nine targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. The recipient of all the attention Evans and, and Humphreys was getting was sophomore player Chris Godwin, who exploded for five catches on six targets for 101 yards and one touchdown with a long of 48 yards. Now looking forward ahead to the Carolina Panthers and Cleveland Browns. The Panthers come into this affair 6-6 six six on a four-game skid. Cleveland Browns, meanwhile, come in 4-7-1 and seven and one off of a loss to the suddenly hot and surging Houston Texans. The last five times these two teams have played, they were actually close affairs. Every single one of these games, except for their very first meeting, has been a close affair. The very first time they played was in November 21st, 1999, going back to the Seifert days. And Carolina took the win 31-17 to over the Cleveland Browns. After that... Carolina, the next time they played, each game has been close within eight and even one point. Several of these games, December 1st, 2002, 13-6 Carolina. October 8th, 2006, Carolina 20, Cleveland 12. November 28th, 2010, this game being of note because J.D. Lone, the former Carolina Panthers quarterback before the 2010 season, was actually the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And in a nail-biter, they won 24-23 as a John Casey field goal attempt went wide right. The last time these two teams played each other, December 21st, 2014. It was Cam Newton versus Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Cam Newton had a touchdown run. Johnny Manziel tried to mimic that and got blasted and taken out by Luke Keekley. And that ended up being the end of his season for the Cleveland Browns. And as you can see now, because they have Baker Mayfield, that was the beginning of the flame out of Johnny Football. Now looking ahead, Cam Newton comes into this game. 278 completions out of 400 attempts on the season. Just one yard under 3,000 yards this year. 24 touchdowns in the air. Because it's compared to 11 interceptions on the season as well. He still maintains that 2 to 1 ratio. Christian McCaffrey. 80 catches for 663 yards and 6 touchdowns. He's actually Cam Newton's top receiver. He's a double threat and he sues it here. Cam Christian McCaffrey 
163 rushes for 863 yards and five touchdowns. He has already gone up above 1,200 all-purpose yards. He's actually closer to 1,500 all-purpose yards, and he's on pace to be close to 2,000 all-purpose yards when all is said and done this season based off of the pace of catches and rushes he's been getting this year. That's a hell of a sophomore season for Christian McCaffrey. Amazing what a little bit of time on the jugs machine does with with great eating, watching your diet, and working out hard. And amazing to see what Christian McCaffrey's become in his second season. For the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield proven to be the best quarterback of the NFL draft this past year. And he was taken at number one for a reason. 224 attempts or completions on 354 attempts for 2,639 yards and 18 touchdowns. Jarvis Landry, recently acquired from the Miami Dolphins in free agency this year, is his top receiver. 66 catches for 733 yards, but only two touchdowns on the season. Nick Chubb, since getting the nod this year, has gone 131 rushes for 694 yards and seven touchdowns. He has become a bit of a fantasy football star ever since he got the starting nod. Team ranks for the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers sport a home record of 5-1. and one. That, of course, ending, that was a 5-0 and o record that was smashed against Seattle two weeks ago. Cleveland Browns, meanwhile, not unbeatable at home. 3-2-1 and two and one on the year. The away record for both teams shows their road woes. 1-5 for Carolina, 1-5 for Cleveland. Carolina's going to have to step up and make that 2 of 5. Points scored for the Carolina Panthers. They are top 10 offense. Actually, they've ducked down the top 11. They're, they're down one spot. 304 points scored in the season for the Carolina Panthers. They're 11th ranked offense overall. For the Cleveland Browns, they are the 20th ranked offense overall with 266 yards scored. Points allowed. Carolina Panthers. Both defenses actually in the bottom half of the league in points allowed. Carolina, 306 is at 21st. Cleveland, 312. That knocks them down to 24th overall. Takeaway differential. The Carolina Panthers have seen this one implode. They were a top 10, top 5 takeaway causing team before. That four game slide. Ever since that Pittsburgh game, they have fallen. They were a plus seven takeaway differential. Now they are only plus one compared to the Cleveland Browns, who are great at takeaways and great at keeping hold of the ball. Plus 10 takeaway differential on the season, which is good enough for fourth in the entire NFL. Passing yards per game for the Carolina Panthers and really, honestly, for both the Panthers and the Browns. They're almost identical of each other. Passing yards per game for the Carolina Panthers, 236, which is only 20th. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Browns are 239 yards per game, which is four spots higher. Amazing how just three yards is the difference between four spots. 
for the Carolina Panthers rushing yards per game, 140 per game. That's second in the NFL. They're one of the top rushing teams in the NFL. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Browns, they average 120 rushing yards per game, which is 14th. Yet again, amazing how 20 yards a game is the difference between second, a top five spot, and almost a bottom 15 spot. For the defenses of the Panthers, their defensive passing yards allowed per game. Carolina is 256 on the year allowed per game, which is 22nd. Cleveland Browns, despite the secondary getting a boost by Denzel Ward from the first round of the draft pick, they're still very vulnerable in that secondary. 276 yards per game allowed passing, which is only good enough for 29th in the NFL for the defensive rushing yards per game. The Carolina Panthers are a top 10 defense in the NFL at rushing yardage allowed. 96 yards per game. The Cleveland Browns, on the other hand, 136 yards allowed per game. One is 6th, the other is 28th. That tells me that Carolina Panthers, they will be relying on Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Ian Thomas, and DJ Moore especially to get that passing game going. And then that in turn will help get that rushing game going. And that defense of the Browns is exploitable so long as the Carolina Panthers can hold on to the ball. Do not cause turnovers and injure yourself like you did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. That The Carolina Panthers absolutely beat themselves this past week, and they cannot do that again. Otherwise, massive, massive changes could be coming to the front office. Rumors are already starting to abound that David Tepper is unhappy with the current win-loss streak of the Panthers, and he intends to do something about it, whatever that means. The, I do have to say this regarding that. The Carolina Panthers look to be one of the most favorable spots in free agency for both players as well as coaches. Players want to go there. It's cheaper to play in Carolina. They don't have an expensive tax. They got nice weather. They're a player-friendly organization. They got a, a, a coach and an owner that actually has football experience. They're not just rah-rah. They actually know what they're talking about. And I think that's part of what is going to attract a new coach to the Panthers as well. It's been said, a lot of people are reporting that the Panthers are probably considered the jewel for a new coach to come in. A lot of coaches have interest in coaching for the Carolina Panthers moving forward, assuming David Tepper decides that Ron Rivera isn't his guy. For injury concerns on this year, for the Cleveland Browns, me, I see their best one, their their most concerning player for their injury here that I see is probably Denzel Ward, their number five draft pick this year. Denzel Ward left last game with a concussion, and right now we do not know if he's going to be cleared in time for the matchup against the Carolina Panthers this Sunday. If he is not able to play, that is 
is going to be huge because he is a turnover machine, even as a rookie. He's one of the top turnover-causing secondary players in the NFL, one of the top turnover-causing rookies in the NFL, and that would be a huge boon for the Carolina Panthers' chances if Ward was not able to play. For the Carolina Panthers side, current injuries, we had a horrible one this past week, folks. Greg Olson, he ruptured the plantar fascia in his right foot and is probably going to miss the remainder of the season. This this list says likely he's been placed on injury reserve. That ends his season. And a lot of people speculate, and it kills me to say this, a lot of people speculate that could also be the end of of 88 Thor Greg Olson in Carolina. I personally hope it's not. I got a lot of respect for Greg Olson. I think with those three straight 1,000-yard receiving years, he has a hell of a shot to be an out, a Hall of Famer when all is said and done. So I really hope it's not the end for Greg Olson, and I wish him the best in his recovery. Aside from Greg Olson, Denoris Searcy set to come back from a concussion that placed him on injury reserve designated return back in week two. Trey Turner left last week's game with a neck injury. We do not know if he's going to be playing against the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. You're going to have to keep an eye on that. He is the right guard of the Carolina Panthers and a big reason that running game runs so good. Graham Gano has a knee sprain and his availability against the Cleveland Browns has yet to be determined as well. That could be huge if the Panthers have to rely on field goal kicking. And in a game like this, it's usually close against a team like the Cleveland Browns. We could use all the accurate field goals we could get. Last but probably most important on this list, Cam Newton, who had a horrible game last week, I will not lie, four interceptions. A horrible overthrow of a Devin Funches who is wide open in a fourth down situation that helped to doom the Panthers to a fourth straight loss. Cam Newton was just had a horrible game. There's no putting it past him. However, at the same time, for years, he has been asked to be a magician with a Panthers offense that really didn't have a lot in the tank. Think about this. Christian McCaffrey is on pace for a thousand yards, but guess what? He'd be the very first Carolina Panthers running back to hit 1,000 yards since Cam Newton was drafted. Not only that, they have really haven't had a wide receiver of note ever since Steve Smith Sr. was bounced from the Carolina Panthers by David Gettleman in 2014. Even before that, he was really on his final legs as a player for the Carolina Panthers as soon as 2012 or early 2013. He really just lost that second step that he had in his prime. Not only that, He's been dealing with offensive line issues pretty much since Jordan Gross was forced to retire in 2014 as well. So I, you know what? For all the, all the hard work and effort that Cam Newton has put forward for the Panthers, I'm not going to belittle him over one bad game. He's still in the midst of one of his best seasons in the NFL. His passing accuracy is still high 60s, almost at 70. He's still got a 2-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. Yes, he's got soreness in that shoulder. I believe it was caused by Kelvin Benjamin's lack of hustle in the 2016 season, an interception that was down by contact, 
but was allowed to run all the way back for a pick six. Cam Newton, ironically, diving to make a diving tackle to stop that pick six in the process against the Chargers. Unsuccessful, falls down, tears his labrum. Chargers get a touchdown, and then it gets called back on review because he was ruled down by contact back when it all occurred. Meanwhile, Kelvin Benjamin made no effort whatsoever to make a tackle, to make an attempt to tackle, to stop the pick from occurring. And that's how I say kind of blame Kelvin Benjamin for that injury. And even now, Cam Newton is dealing with the effects of that torn labrum. I believe in my heart, that's that's what I think, that it's it's been flaring up. This is the same injury that ended Jameis Winston's season when he got it and ended Andrew Luck's season and almost ended his career with the Colts for almost two years he did not play. Meanwhile, Cam Newton had a torn labrum and still continued to play. And I believe we're seeing the effects of that even now. If Cam Newton and the Panthers were not 6-6 six and six and right in the thick of a wild card hunt, I believe they would have probably sat him. As it is, wild horses could not keep Cam Newton from playing in this instrumental matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Like I said, in spite of all the trouble the Carolina Panthers have had, a win here can become a big thing for the Panthers. A win here can spark the drive that carries the Panthers from six and six and out of wild card contention to seven and six, eight and six, nine and six, possibly nine and seven, ten and six if they get lucky against the Saints in weeks of seventeen. And could help the Panthers make the wild card and possibly make some noise in the postseason. A loss here is likely the end for the Carolina Panthers and probably the end of the Newton-Rivera era in Carolina. From C3, Carolina Cat Chronicles, this has been Joshua the Shadow Cat Outland with your Week 14 Panthers at Cleveland Browns preview. Thank you for tuning in. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.